Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let's Go Up Podcast Edition, where we explore the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. We're your hosts. I'm Dean. And I'm Caritas. And Caritas. Yeah. It's a new year. It is. New exciting topics. Yep. Mm -hmm. So if this podcast is encouraging to you, consider hitting like, subscribe, share, notification bell if you want to be notificated. Oh, man. So many instructions. I know. (laughs) Just pick one. Just pick one or all. And there's also our website at letsgoup.us. Good intro. Good intro. Covered Strong. Strong. Uh, what actually is the topic, Cretus? Um, is there like a one word for this? I know. It's kind of like a bunch of things. Yeah. Redemption. Grace repentance. Grace repentance. Freedom. Freedom. Yeah. New perspective shifts. That's right. The thing about letting the Holy Spirit lead a conversation is you think you know where it's going. <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's happened stick a Stick around, mm-hmm. and we're going to stick around, and hopefully we'll all know by the time yeah. it's over with. <laughs> okay, so it's a new year. It is. We're approaching, what, week two, January 14th, is that's it right. today? So yep. how are your New Year's resolutions going, Dean? Cretus, <laughs> I've already failed. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you make it simple, like, I'm going to cut my hair. You see this? Yes. Gone. I was going to just say, new year, new hair. (laughs) Yes. I had enough hair that I could donate it. If you have, I think, 12 inches, then you can donate it to one of these wig for kids places. So, you know, then it's not just in the garbage. And the instant the scissors snipped it, it started to regrow. So I've already started growing it back. Amazing how cells work. That's right. looks great, though. (laughs) Yeah. I have to say. Yeah. So no treadmill buying or exercise bike buying, I think. No, I haven't done that this year. (laughs) Okay, funny story. Someone I know, he bought a treadmill 15 years ago. Okay. It broke in the first two weeks. There was some issue with the electronics. And so he just never got around to returning it, but he kept the receipt. I'm going to return it one day. 15 years goes by, decides to return it. 15 years. (laughs) And they took it back. They did really? not want to take it back, but their policy, the fine print, somehow, I do not know how, but Nathan went with him and he said it was the most awkward conversation, <laughs> standing there listening to this conversation. Wow. Oh my goodness. So yeah, he got his money back. <laughs> Keep your receipts, Dean. <laughs> I just heard of somebody who bought a turkey at Thanksgiving, which was just before Christmas. Yeah. And they took it back to Safeway saying we didn't like our turkey. <laughs> After they ate part of it. Did they take the turkey back? They took it back, what, what? was left of it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's intense. <laughs> People take all kinds of stuff back. <laughs> okay. Listen, I did some New Year's resolution statistics research. Okay. For 2024. This yeah. is from Forbes Health. So the likelihood of keeping your New Year's resolutions or not, there are some statistics they've put out there about it. Okay. So 62% of people apparently say they feel pressured to set a New Year's resolution. 62%. you feel like you're in that 62%? Do you feel pressured? I'm not sure if I feel it this year, but there have been years that I have. Okay, okay. Fitness is often a big one, as everyone knows. One survey found the average resolution lasts just 3.74 months. Only 8% of respondents tend to stick with their goals for one month. While 22 last two months and 22 last three months, 13 last four months. 
So we're approaching January 17th this week. Yes. Listen to this, quoted from the Forbes Health Study. Okay. If you find yourself in the camp of setting lofty goals for the new year, only to find yourself falling off the wagon just months or weeks later, rest assured you are not alone. In fact, failing at New Year's resolutions is so common that there's even a slew of unofficial dates commemorating such failures. All right. Some sources cite Ditch New Year's Resolution Day as January 17th. January 17th. Okay, Cretus, <laughs> is that a Wednesday? That's coming up. Because we record podcasts on Wednesday. Okay, let me look at the calendar here. Okay, it's a Wednesday. It's the 17th. So next week's podcast, when we're recording it, is Ditch Your New Year's Resolution Day. Ditch New Year's Resolutions Day. Wow. Okay. It's January 17th. So there you go, folks. And while others denote the second Friday in January as Quitter's Day. So that'd be the 12th Quitter's Day. I have a friend who is a smoker and we constantly tell her if she needs to stop smoking and she constantly says, Mm. I'm not a quitter. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those things that sounds right and wrong at the same time. So. That's fitting because today we're sort of talking about, you know, is there guilt attached to quitting Ooh, yeah. New Year's resolution? Mm-hmm. Okay, there was one more statistic. The type of goal you set, this we can tie into our Jesus talk. Okay, perfect. Okay, the That's type good. of goal you set also matters when it comes to success with your resolutions. Research suggests action-oriented goals are more likely to result in success after a year than avoidance-oriented goals. Mm. Does that sound familiar? Avoid sin. Don't look at it. Why do I keep sinning? Because you keep looking at it and trying to avoid it versus action-oriented. I'm going to pursue the kingdom and Jesus and ascending to heavenly places. Wow. (laughs) Okay. So basically, (laughs) kingdom-oriented goals versus law-based. Avoid evil. Do good. Yeah, yeah. That makes perfect sense then because it's the way that our nature works. Yes. And that's why the hair goal was so easy to meet. It was action. Just snip. Done. You're done for the whole year now. (laughs) All you have to do is wait for it to grow back. It's been a successful year already. I feel very content and satisfied. Good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Excellent. So now this is where we tie it into our discussion today. Right. Mm -hmm. Smoothly. Our discussion about grace and Mm. repentance and... yes. And we don't really know what else. All good things, heavenly related. (laughs) Good things, heavenly related. Yeah, I was thinking about definitions. We talk about words a lot. Yes, we do. But I think it's important to understand what words mean, because if we don't understand it, it's hard to accept it. So Mm -hmm. a lot of these words that God uses in the Bible, that he speaks to us, these promises, to actually understand what it means Mm -hmm. is pivotal in accepting it. It is. And you know what? Another thing about Bibles and Bible translations is that it really depends on the mindset of the translator. Mm, yeah. Because they can really slant something one I way. I get that vibe from certain translations, the yeah. different tone almost. Yeah. You could hear different tones. Because if you have a preconceived idea of a certain mindset when it comes to your Christian walk and you're going to translate something and you have a decision to make this way or that way, you're going to go with your preconceived idea, your worldview of your faith. Yeah, And sometimes I wonder, how could you ever be free? Because every single translator, of course, has some kind of a worldview, right? Mm, which is why he says, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. There you being. go. 
there. So that's the only way to be free. We need to be more excited about the Holy Spirit teaching us and ready to hear and be taught this year. Yeah. This new coming year. Let's be taught by Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Bam. Bam worthy. <laughs> it's bam worthy. <laughs> We've come up with another word. Another word. Driving to work. Okay, here we go. Holy Spirit. Bam worthiness. <laughs> so words and their meanings mm. and definitions and slant and mindset view, it all matters. Yeah. I think we might run into a couple of those things today. Okay. So let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I've got three words, guilt, shame, and regret. Oh. Okay. Womp, womp, womp. That's right. Okay. A lot of us spend way too much time feeling shame, feeling guilty, and regretting. Mm. And life is way too short for that. There's no way that we can go up feeling Dean, those things. we must redeem the time. We are going to redeem all three Meditate of these things. Meditate on other things, all that is worthy, lovely, yes. excellent, praiseworthy. Yep. Yada, yada, yada means something. I don't know. Did it? it make it into the dictionary? <laughs> no, it meant something in Greek. Like, uh, we talked about this. One of our earlier podcasts, it's you remember? Hebrew for to know, yeah. yada. So yada, yada. To know, to know. I actually never thought of that before. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I'm just going to read the definitions of these three things because we don't want to be here. We want to go the opposite direction. So this definition of shame is by Brene Brown, but it's actually very close to the dictionary. Brene says, I define shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Believing that we are flawed, that goes completely against our new nature. Mm. Feeling that we are unworthy of love and belonging. The father said, this is my son, this is my daughter in whom I am well pleased. Yes. So that's not our reality, but this is a legitimate feeling that certain people can have in a lot of situations. Mm. Or that can start almost badgering someone. Yes. Guilt is in the same word group. Guilt is a moral emotion that occurs when a person believes or realizes either accurately or not. And that's the catch here because you could think that you have done something. You could have guilt over something that's actually not accurate. Mm. And you could end Mm -hmm. up going down a lot of wrong roads because of it. But they believe accurately or not that they have compromised standards of conduct or have violated moral standards. And they bear the significant responsibility for that violation. If you have shame, you're going to have guilt. And I must say that shame and guilt have absolutely no place in the Kainos new creation life. Mm-hmm. They really don't. Is there any shame and guilt in heaven? No, there isn't. They know what shame and guilt is. Kritas, you read to me just before podcast a definition of justification. Mm, justification, the Greek, spelled D-I-K-A-I-O-O. The word justification, which means to render, declare, or pronounce one to be righteous, just, and innocent. Innocent. And I think of a court of law, when you've been justified, acquitted, the accusation goes away. It's as if you've never been accused. Mm -hmm. You're clean. You leave that place free. So no guilt. Guiltless. Guiltless. Mm -hmm. Would there be any shame in that? No. No guilt, no shame. No guilt, no shame, no condemnation, free. Free. Clean slates. Why do we have such a hard time with that? We want to hold on to that so much. Mm. It's from our old nature mindset, isn't it? Got to work for it. Got to climb over that gate. Make it work. Can't be so easy. We can't just be justified. The blood can't do that much. Or can it? The gospel can't be that good. 
Can it be that good? <laughs> All right, I have a third word here. Third word that rhymes. Mm. Well done, Dean. Thank you. Regret. Regret is the emotion of wishing one had made a different decision in the past. Yeah. Logical. Mm-hmm. A feeling of sadness about a mistake that you've made and a wish that you could have done it differently or better. Regret is something that's interesting because in Genesis chapter 6, it says two times that God regretted that he made man. Ouch. Okay. So God actually had regret. Mm. If you read up on regret, a lot of psychologists or communicators, they will actually hail regret as a really good thing in your life. Mm. Because you can't go back in time and you can't change something. You can't change a decision. You can't change something that you've done. However, if you regret it enough, maybe you can use that regret as a learning tool Mm. so that you can stay away from it and not repeat the same thing again. Feel really bad, really dirty, and then maybe I won't do it again. That's right. Mm. That actually reminds me of how lots of us feel all the time. Kind of how we're like trained in this world, right? Even You're right. We just experienced Christmas a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The whole Santa naughty or nice, like it's ingrained in you. I didn't like that I got the coal in my stocking. And it's like the regret and the fear, then you do it again. And again, what is that one scripture where he's like, year after year, they had to keep bringing sacrifice. They were never perfected, which implied that the goal is perfection to be like Jesus. Holy Spirit spoke some things to me because I was sitting thinking about regret. And I'm like, well, if you regret that you've done something, maybe you could use that. And Holy Spirit said to me, Dean, you have access to something as a son that somebody in the world doesn't have. You have access to redemption. And so then I got thinking about redemption. And for a whole half hour, Holy Spirit talked to me about redemption. So I want to just tell you a few things that Mm, that he spoke to me. Please do. In Genesis, God took his regret and turned it into a redemptive plan. Mm. And it canceled out the past and it completely reset everything. And then it brought about salvation. So the thought came to me that regret finds Hope in redemption. Regret finds Finds hope hope in redemption. Yeah. Redemption is such a powerful force that it can go back in time. That's the thing from the world's standpoint. The reason why you have regret and the reason why you use regret as a tool is because of the thought that you cannot go back in time and change something. Mm. But redemption actually can go back in time. And so we actually have access to something that hacks time here. Whoa. Redemption hacks time because (laughs) the thing is, is redemption can actually go back and it can grab a hold of what happened and it can redeem it and it can change it so much that you would actually not even know that it happened. Oh, well, that kind of makes sense. He says, you will remember your sins no more as if they've just been wiped away somehow. Absolutely erased. Hmm. So we have access to something that the world doesn't. We actually do have access to something in redemption that can go back in time. Redemption is timeless. We've talked about timeless on this podcast. Redemption can move through time backwards and forwards. And it's the force of our salvation and our justification that goes back and takes care of our past. And so our past doesn't belong to us anymore because it is covered under the redemption of the cross. Wow. That's powerful. Redemption is something that moves through time. There's a verse I'm thinking of right now. It's in one of the minor prophets. 
I guess if you were a minor prophet, you'd be like, what? Why are you calling me that? (laughs) Just before the New Testament. And it says, I will restore to you all of the things that the canker worm has eaten and the locust and the caterpillar. I don't know if it was talking about a person or a country, but a bunch of things had happened. They'd done a bunch of bad things. And so a bunch of locusts were sent and worms and they started eating stuff up and consuming the harvest and making a mess of things. (laughs) And God says, I will restore. In fact, I will make it so that you wouldn't even know that they were there. That's the power of redemption. Wow. Restoration so complete, Mm. going back in time, hacking time. So our past is swallowed up in redemption. That's why our past doesn't belong to us anymore. So we need have no regret. Bam. Bam. Wow. There's so much more to this new creation kainos life than we can imagine. Mm -hmm. I think we're just beginning to scrape (laughs) the understanding, just Mm -hmm. starting to see how radically changed we are when we're born again from the very seed of God. We are no longer mere humans. And so that means everything can be different. Mm -hmm. This is exciting, Dean. The word redeem actually means to buy back buy back that which was lost. Mm. That is the effect of what Jesus did for us. He put something in place in our existence called redemption that can go back and redeem stuff that has happened to the place where it is so covered by redemption and by grace that the effect of it is absolutely wiped out. Like you said, no guilt, justified, Mm -hmm. completely free. That's good. Okay, that sounds so impossible when you hear it, when you're thinking about it from a human perspective. Mm -hmm. What do you mean completely changed as if it's never happened? Because we keep thinking, you know, consequences and this and that. And it sort of reminds me of that scripture in Colossians 2 where he says, beware lest anyone cheats you through philosophy and empty deceit. Like he's kind of talking about human reasoning and understanding and being able to realize that this new kainos life in Christ goes beyond what we ever thought could be possible. When you're talking about limitlessness and redemption, as if it's never happened, that's hard to comprehend, but I think that's okay. (laughs) Spiritual plasticity, that's what it was. Yeah, This is one of those things, if you've always believed that you've got to, you know, feel condemnation and shame and guilt, allow the Holy Spirit to teach us the kainos way of responding, the Mm -hmm. kingdom way. I've wondered why it is that guilt and shame and regret and those types of things, condemnation, gets so ingrained in us. Because I've dealt a lot in church circles. I've done a lot of counseling. I've marveled at how long it can take for somebody to get over certain Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. that have happened to them. And how long it can take for somebody to get rid of the guilt of something or the shame of something, or people hang on to regret for years and years and years. When Jesus has made us free, he's given us redemption. You know, he said, as far as the East is from the West, that's how far I've removed these Mm. things from you. Yeah, It's simply not there anymore in his eyes, completely gone. It doesn't exist to him, but it still exists in us and it still exists in our memory and we still hold it in our heart. I've often wondered, is there a way to just cut that stuff out and go with the understanding of a new kind of new life? I think it really is a matter of renewing our mind. Yeah, 
Totally. It's a matter of changing the way that we think. And that is exactly what Jesus was saying when he said, repent, mm -hmm. because the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm -hmm. It's a completely different way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing is the word repent, because in this whole kind of group of words, and that's why we don't really know what this podcast is called, because <laughs> we're just sort of talking about a bunch of different yeah. things here. But, you know, in this whole arena of guilt and shame and regret, obviously something has happened. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've done something wrong and you're holding on to the guilt of it. And then are you going to repent of that? And what's the consequence of that? And how does that come about in your life? But really the word repent is a lot simpler in its definition than we think. It really does mean change your way of thinking, mm -hmm. change your mind. It's a simple action and it's a simple matter of renewing your mind to something else, mm -hmm. which is why Jesus said, repent, because my kingdom is at hand. You're going to have to think differently here. Yeah, That's another word we could talk about, repent. It runs in the same family of words that we've been talking about here, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think often we think repent is the sorrow. Right. I'm repenting. I'm saying, I'm sorry. I feel bad. I feel dirty. But you're saying repentance actually is a new way of thinking. It is, a yes. A fresh, pure, beautiful Jesus mind. <laughs> I've got it right here. It's metanoia. Metanoia. Yeah, it's a word 3341 in the lexicon, and it literally means to change your mind, hmm. a change of mind or a change of direction. And there's another word, metamorpho. So all of the words that start with meta means to change something. And then the end of the word means what you're going to change. So in meta, it means change and noia means mind, change of mind. Mm. Metamorpho is to change into another form or a transformation. Mm. So when it says we're transformed from glory to glory or we're changed from glory to glory, mm -hmm. that's the word metamorpho. So we're transformed. So everything is a change and then what you're changing, changing your way of thinking in the word repent. So these mm. words are all very closely related. They're a lot more clinical than you would think. Specific words that mean to change something. So the sorrow or whatever you feel, the pain, the guilt, or the regret. In other words, if you go to an altar and you cry over your sin, you're not repenting. What you're doing is you are feeling remorse for what you've done, and that could lead you to be repentant, but that's not the repentance. So the repentance is just a change in the way that you think about something. Yeah. One thing I found personally in my own life that's really helped renew my mind is when I go through the word and I come across something that he says that seems ridiculous, like remember my sins no more, instead of wondering how he does that, it's more thank you that you remember my sins no more. I want to remember them no more too. It's <laughs> just like simple, almost like a kid. And just every time, thank you that there's no condemnation Thank you that we're justified by his blood. Just the gratitude, we've talked about this so much before too, receiving the truth, believing it, not having to like make it make sense right away, mm -hmm. but just believing him by faith. If you say that and you're God, <laughs> you created me. If you say, be perfect just as I am perfect, I'm not going to spiral that in my mind and all these excuses and what ifs. Are you telling me? It's just like, wow, I can be like you. You are the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. So be the light of the world. We're also priests. I love that response of gratitude. It kind of takes all the questions out of it, all the arguments out of it, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think a lot of times when we're stuck 
in this mind trap of regret and shame and remorse, lie awake in bed, running through the things you said. It's very self-focused. Ah, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe, I wonder what they think of me now. And when you shift your focus to the kingdom, thank you that you've done this and that you speak this. It's just challenging that thought, that deception. I think a lot of it's just deception. I don't think there's a little devil on our shoulders all the time whispering these piece of dirt. I think a lot of it is just believing wrong, switching our focus to his focus. That is exactly it. It's really about where you focus your attention, where you focus Mm. the eyes of your heart. Because when we respond with gratitude to something that is in the word, Mm. a promise, a thought, something about who we are or something that he's done, rather than responding with an argument as to why it could or could not be that way or how it could be that way, responding with gratitude attracts it into our life. Mm. And that's what brings a renewed mind into our life. Our mind gets renewed to this new, wonderful promise. Mm. Yeah, meditating on all these things. In Philippians, he says this, right? It's filling your mind with these truths that he's speaking. Yeah, We so often meditate on what we've done or what we could have done different or fixed, all these things, but it just takes our focus off what we're meant to be focused on. It keeps the mere human mindset when we are meant to think like Jesus. It says, you have the mind of Christ. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> I don't understand that completely. But you say, I have the mind of Christ, so... Thank you. Pray without ceasing, rejoice always, and everything give thanks. For this is the will of God. This is the will of God. Concerning you. Pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. What else do we want to talk about What about, okay, so this guilt, condemnation, shame thing, it's easy to think that we are a product of our past sin, but we're the product of His righteousness. I used to think, you know, Jesus fixed the righteousness that Adam broke. You know, fix it, polish it up a little bit. Oh, fix it, polished it. We aren't supposed to re-walk in Adam's righteousness. We're meant to walk in Christ's righteousness. When he says you're dead to sin and alive, slaves to righteousness, it's Jesus's righteousness that we have. It's his. I think that's this huge revelation that I don't totally understand yet, but I feel like is coming Mm -hmm. on how much that transforms even your response to the past I really like the way you said, we want to polish up what Adam broke. Polish it up. Okay. A few little band-aids here and there. But no, Jesus wiped it out and he placed us in him. Mm -hmm. And that's a completely different view. And it's a completely different perspective because in him, we actually have his righteousness. It's his blood. It's the redemption. It makes us so clean that we can enter into the holiest place. And we're supposed to boldly go before the throne of grace. Boldly. We can only come before God confidently when we understand that he's placed us in Christ, how free we are Mm -hmm. and how redeemed we are and how justified we are, what his blood really did. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you had read your revelation about regret, God regretting making man, how regret was a learning tool or a healthy aid in moving forward in a successful life because you can't go back and undo what you've done. That's right. So regret is a way to learn from it, but that in the kingdom mindset, there's an antidote to regret, and that being redemption. Redemption. Yes, because redemption actually can go back in time. Yes. Redemption is timeless. Redemption is timeless. Redemption has its birth in eternity, and anything eternal is timeless. Mm. So redemption is timeless, and that's why redemption can hack time. It has the authority over time. Because it comes from eternity. 
Hmm. It can go either direction, any direction. It takes care of our past, our present, and our future. But in particular, our past doesn't belong to us because it's swallowed up in redemption. Exactly. In Romans 8, 38, he says, In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present or things to come, yada yada, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ. So things present or things to come, but he doesn't have the past on there. Oops, you forgot the past. Where's the past? It's swallowed up in redemption. Did I miss it? I'm pretty sure it's not there at all. (laughs) Redemption ate the past. It gobbled it up. Gobbled it up. It's not mine anymore. You don't want to go back and get that. Something that's been gobbled up and swallowed and digested. No, you don't. Digested (laughs) stuff just isn't the same. (laughs) So we have no access or legal right to it, really. No, we don't. It's not ours. It's not ours. Under the redemptive touch of Jesus... We no longer can take that. So if you're trying to take something that's been digested <laughs> partially, <laughs> it's going to make your stomach queasy. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be good. It's not nourishing. No. There's nothing there to help There's you. no nourishment in whatsoever. We might think that we're doing ourselves good and that we're doing ourselves a favor by going back and trying to react to things that we've done in our past. Mm-hmm. But when it's been touched by redemption, it's not ours to touch anymore. And we need to say, whatever I've done... <laughs> You don't belong to me anymore. I have no access to you anymore. And you have no power over me anymore. Mm -hmm. And we need to just let Jesus take our past. Mm -hmm. Now, that's an easy thing to say. But if it's been something that's been built into you for a long time and that's really taken a hold of your heart and in your mind, you might need to say it. And you might need to declare that. It was like when we had our friend Nolan on a few weeks ago. He had talked about thanking the Lord for his healed knee. Before it was healed, it took three months. And I think sometimes thoughts, regret, shame, it's the same thing. Thank you that I'm free from this. So we don't want to respond to shame and regret in our past that we hold it as this power over us, this identity. So what if we responded to the feeling or the emotion of shame, regret, guilt by thanking Jesus for redemption? Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus, for redemption. Mm -hmm. Thank you that redemption erases past. Thank you that I have access to something here that can actually gobble up regret. (laughs) Yeah. And that can go back and so completely renew and restore something that there's no more effect of it. Mm -hmm. There's no more emotional baggage from it. And it has zero hold on me because it's been erased. It's been hacked. It's been hacked. I think it's a good way to start this year. You know, we're a couple weeks into January. Why not just start free? And then it's just easier to go up. We don't want to stay low. We want to go up. We want to explore the heavenly realities available. We want to go deeper into this new Kainos life this year. We don't want to stay camped in the same place if the Spirit's moving somewhere else. And so let's just walk free from this point on. Like you said, draw a line, leave the past in the past. What does Pumbaa say? Leave your behind in your past. Leave your past behind you. Greatest. Mm-hmm. That was a mic drop. Boom. <laughs> yeah, he's singing the song of his people. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably the best idea for a New Year's resolution that I've heard yet. Mm, yeah. That way, we step into the new year here on Let's Go Up 
Mm-hmm. We leave all our past behind. So all of our past podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of your past. <laughs> yeah. Leave them back there. We leave it behind mm-hmm. and we step into heavenly places mm-hmm. where we are seated. Mm-hmm. And we operate from there and we pray from there. And everything we do, we react from heaven. It's a completely different view. It's a completely different perspective. Yeah. And I can tell you what, Kritis, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about what heaven is saying, but heaven wants us to live from heaven. Mm -hmm. Heaven wants us to react from heaven. Mm -hmm. Heaven wants us to pray from heaven. I think 2024 is a year of being there. Yeah. It's a year of living from there, Mm -hmm. from that place. Mm -hmm. And more and more, the Spirit is calling the people of God and the bride into this oneness and this union. Jesus is sharing his home with us. Because he's the bridegroom and we're the bride. And he's starting to bring us home to his place, asking us to live from there now. We need to make this shift. This is actually not our home. That is Mm. where our heart is, is where our home will be. Mm. So our heart needs to be in heaven. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is calling us up. So all these things, they need to be left behind. Yeah. Sometimes it helps to even just go in the word and speak out what he's saying about this. Mm Mm-hmm. First of all, Romans 8. Romans is full of the goodness. Romans 8 (laughs) is awesome. You are now not in the flesh, but in the spirit. I thank you, Jesus, that I'm not in the flesh anymore, Mm. but I'm in your spirit. There is therefore now no condemnation to those in Christ who walk according to the spirit. Oh, wow. Thank you, Father, that I'm in Christ. Thank you that because I'm in Christ, there's no condemnation on my life. Zero. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Oh, I thank you that you've made me spiritually minded, that I have the mind of Christ. Hmm. We are justified and glorified. Oh, justification. I love that word. Thank you that I've been justified and glorified, does it say? Mm. I'm glorified? Co-glorified with Jesus. Let's own it. (laughs) He has given us the glory that the Father gave him. I'm so thankful for that. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, this is one people love to just take the section out of, leave the rest of it. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus. Oh, wow. So see, there we have redemption in that Mm -hmm. verse. So thank you, Jesus, that we are redeemed and we are justified. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we don't fall short of the glory of God Mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. This is Philippians. One thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus. We are called up. Already. Yeah. (laughs) But that verse talks about the things behind which are redeemed. Forgetting. Forget about them. Not not thinking about it. Forgetting. What does forgetting mean? You know, when you forget where you put something, you can't find it. I forget where I put it. You can't picture it. My wife forgets where her keys are all the time. (laughs) Okay. We had the opportunity to buy our perfect Christmas gift a few weeks ago, one of those key finders. Okay. That's right. They sell these things. Okay. I fasten... My heart to the future instead. Sounds like we're futurists. We are futurists. (laughs) We're innovators in the spirit. We're futurists. Mm. Okay, Colossians. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and has conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in which we have redemption. Oh, wow. Through his blood, 
it's everywhere, Kadeen. I'm so grateful for the redemption <gasps> that has erased our past Ooh. completely, severed regret from our lives, severed us from guilt and shame. Another Colossians scrumptious bite here. You were once alienated and an enemy in your mind, yet now he has reconciled you in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight if you continue in the faith. <laughs> Just everything. <laughs> All at once. <laughs> okay, see, it's everywhere. Washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. There's just too much goodness in here, okay? Well, that about says it. Those are all amazing things, and we thank you, Father. We're so grateful for redemption and how far it reaches. It reaches so far that we can't even comprehend it. Kind of hurts the brain a little. Yeah, that's why it has to be revealed spirit to spirit, heart yeah. to heart, mm -hmm. which is why we have the mind of Christ. And you know what? The mind of Christ, it gobbles up our mind. Mm, gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> yeah. Just like redemption gobbles up our past. There we go. The mind of Christ, it so overcomes our own mind and regenerates it. And then our mind gets renewed by the amazing position that he's put us in. So that's how we're going to start 2024. Okay. Not buying treadmills to return them, but <laughs> walking free, starting right. free leaving everything in the past, drawing that line, setting our sights on higher things. And going up and staying up, going there and staying there. Yes. Like Jesus, come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest, abide. He says, come, but he never says, then go, then come back. No rubber band. No. <laughs> Same with this. Let's just go there. Let's live from there. Mm -hmm. But you do start to look a little crazy when you live from there, right? You realize this. I honestly don't care. <laughs> so, Caritas, that's where we're going to leave it today. But before we go today, I feel like I would like to say a few things to those people listening. Just from perspective of somebody who has done things in their past, as we all have, who has felt regret and guilt and shame and lived under that for a long time. I would just like to say to anybody listening that's in that situation, it's okay to let it go. If you let it go, it's not going to harm you. <laughs> By holding on to it, what you're hoping is that you're not going to do the same thing again. But I promise that if you let it go, you will stop thinking about it. And it will actually put you in a position where you can be renewed and redeemed to the place where the grace transformation of the gospel can take hold of your heart and transform you into a person who is in the likeness of Christ. Because we're actually not trying to get to a place where we don't do something again. Mm. By looking at that thing and saying, I don't want to go back to that. What we're actually doing is we're trying to live in the law. Mm. What we actually want to do is remove all of that and put our eyes on Jesus and go towards his likeness. Because if we go towards his likeness, this will have no more hold over us. Boom, yes. It's so transformational. Mm -hmm. That is the transformational power of grace. Mm -hmm. We are not trying to be a polished version of ourselves or Adam. Exactly. We are one with Christ. Yes. He is one with us. The Father sees him. He sees his righteousness in us, born again into a new likeness. I'll say it bluntly. Take your eyes off yourself. You're trying to fix yourself. Mm. You can't fix yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for it. Because you're dead. <laughs> 
and your life is now hidden in Christ. You're a different person. You are not a mere human anymore. Put your eyes on him, bond to him, and become one with him. And I promise you, this stuff will have no more hold on you. Coming from somebody who's been there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what I would like to say to anybody listening today. Cretus, is there anything on your heart? I just believe Jesus, he wants to give us new perspective, Mm -hmm. flood the eyes of our heart, change the way we see the future and the present. And listen to this, the past is not on that list because the past is covered by his blood. Mm -hmm. Every day we are invited to wake up and live in the newness of life that he purchased for us, looking ahead, never back, secure in our new life, new identity, our new nature as sons and daughters, where we all can focus on his glory and goodness, thanking the Father for his presence every day. Kapow. Kapow. All right, Kritis. So I've already said that's where we're going to leave it, but that's Mm -hmm. really where we're going to leave it. really where we're going to leave it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yes. And good luck with all your (laughs) resolutions. (laughs) Evidently, you have two more days. (laughs) (laughs) Then you can join us for the... (laughs) The quitters party, but we're not quitters. (laughs) Oh, Okay. So I hope you've enjoyed this conversation as much as we have. We hope that you have an awesome week and we will see you in one week's time. Bye. Bye.